Hi, everybody. Welcome to Strong Christian Female. And today is Stephanie Jordan. She is the author of Believing in Boundaries. And this woman is amazing. I'm not going to go into detail because I'm going to let this conversation ride. It's a fun ride. It's a deep ride. It is rich. And Stephanie is just one of those women you're going to wish was your neighbor, honestly. She's just such a fantastic person. I do want to point one thing out, and that is that this was actually recorded a few weeks ago. So she mentions a few things in our culture that have since changed. Number one, honestly, being the queen. I only point that out because as I was reviewing this and editing, I was like, "Mm, people should probably know she is aware the queen has passed, but she hadn't passed when we recorded this. So it's a minor thing, but it's something that some folks might just let it distract them. And I don't want anything to distract you from what Stephanie Jordan is going to say today. So without further ado, Stephanie Jordan. Thank you so much for coming back to Strong Christian Female. And Stephanie Jordan and I, um, we've emailed, I've looked up her book, I've read her bio, but we've just been talking and I feel like we almost just, we're going to have our own conversation without you guys. So I'm including you. You're welcome. Um, but Stephanie is a mother of nine. Um, she has lived a wonderful, crazy adventure with the Lord. And as always down below is her information. You're going to want it because this woman has wisdom that comes with overcoming things and loving Jesus and sticking by her man, her savior. Um, And she's written a wonderful book called Believing in Boundaries, something when I read the title, I was like, yes, we need boundaries. But today I'm going to hand the reins over to Stephanie and uh, just let her jump in with something she feels like the Lord wants her to talk about. So Stephanie, thank you for being here. We've already become best friends. Um, (laughs) Stephanie, I have a lot of common. We're both from the South. Uh, She calls it like she sees it. And with the amount of kids that God has put in your life to raise, I can't even imagine uh, how much honesty <laughs> and and how God, how much patience you have. You probably have three times more patience than me because you have three times more kids. But Stephanie, welcome. I want you to just jump in with what you feel God has for you today. And you, you've got the floor. It's so nice to have you here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Um, Funny that you mentioned patience. That is not one that people would have um, pegged me with. Mm. And I actually never even wanted children. So having my five that I birthed was definitely obedience to God. I was pregnant with my second child and God said, why would you quit having children when they're going to be soldiers for me? And I was Mm. like, "Um, because I don't want any (laughs) more. And that was on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, at that point, I was like, God, you know, my body is yours. Like you broke yours for me. I will break mine for you and I will have as many as you want me to have. So I ended up birthing five. And then when my little one was eight months old, um, my late husband passed away Mm -hmm. and I remarried a man with four. So as though five wasn't enough, God was like, here's four more. (laughs) Well, and how amazing though, because like I, I, that is when our life comes to an end on this earth, that will never be a regret you have. And so many people I know regret not having more kids or they regret not having kids at all. And they, and they long for that because people are the only things you can take with you. That's when right. this life ends on earth. So 
I can't imagine it's easy. I don't even pretend to know what you're going through. I do. I have no idea what it's like to even have a daughter, but I admire people that through righteous abandonment to themselves, they honor the call in their lives to be a mother or a father. And, um, that is so honoring and the world does not get that like that alone. Yeah. Like if you never even talked about Jesus, the rest of your life, just lived that out. They'd be like, what's wrong with you? Why are you different? Like, cause you actually want all these kids because God wants all those kids. That's right. Wow. You know, it's funny. Cause I have people ask me all the time. They're like, are you Catholic? <laughs> Yeah. You know, like I must be Catholic. If or I have Mormon. Kids, it's right. Or Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I was like, no, like they're gifts. Who doesn't want gifts? Like, yeah. gosh, if God can give you gifts, then I'll, I'll take them like as many as you got. I love gifts. So Absolutely. what I've learned is that with gifts, um, and I talk about this in my book, like I, I gifted a car to my daughter when she turned 16. It's in my name. It's my car. I pay the insurance, but it's my daughter's car. And I told her you can use, you can do with it as you want freely, unless you mistreat it. And then I will be taking it back from you. And so I feel like God is kind of that same way. Like here are these gifts that I'm giving you for you to raise for my glory and in my way. And, you know, you need to honor me with these gifts because they do not belong to you, but they are a part of you. And it's really humbling. And God trusts me way more than I trust. I would have never given myself Mm -hmm. five kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, uh, yeah, I feel like God sometimes is like, I'm like, are you sure, Lord? Cause I, I'm just gonna, but I think sometimes he gives you enough to scare you so that you run back to him all the time. Like, you're like, I really don't know what I'm doing here. Can you please help me? I mean, I don't want to ever tell my kids this, but I'm like half time. You're just faking it. You're like, that sounded intelligent and smart. Let me give you this information. And then you're like, Lord, was that okay? Like where you're reading all these books or listening to podcasts just to be like, I just need a nugget. I just need a nugget <laughs> to, to, to pass on. So I sound really, yeah, I, I mean, I giggle because you think sounding more profound is going to, is going, oh, that's what's going to reach your children. But it's really not. It's that unconditional love. Like that unconditional love is what's going to reach them. Just like you did, even with your, the car, with your daughter and the boundaries. I tell my kids yes. all the time. This is one of the reasons I'm so excited to talk to you is one of the things I, I, I feel like God showed me is it's like his love has boundaries. Absolutely. And he doesn't stay in abusive relationships and he draws boundaries, his law, his, his moral law, his Bible, his word, everything he's asking us to do through Jesus Christ is like, is like a horse, you know, that we're horses guys don't get insulted, but like, it's like a horse in a field, there's boundaries to it. And if you jump that fence, you're on your own wolves might be out to get you. But if you stay, he's going to take care of you. He's going to give you freedom. He's going to let you do all these wonderful things within that realm of influence or that life span that you're going to live if you look at it that way. So this book resonates to me on so many levels because I feel so few people understand boundaries in Christ. So can you explain why did you even want to write this book? Before I touch on that, I'm going to... address what you just said because it was so good and and like 
So perfect. So we acknowledge and we love that God gave creation boundaries, right? We love it when the ocean stays up on the sand and we can enjoy the sand. But when the ocean violates its boundaries and we get hurricanes and tsunamis, we're terrified, right? Wow. We yeah. love that the sun comes up every day and that the moon comes up every day. They were given boundaries. Mm. But if we didn't have that, if the sun just quit showing up and its boundaries, we would be I mean, we'd probably die, Yeah. but if we survived it, we would freak out, right? Mm. So boundaries, God creates boundaries for our safety. And that's the same with salvation. The boundaries that he gives us in salvation is for our safety and because of love, not to try and control us or try and um, not not to try and sit on top of us with religion of rules. Yeah. It's boundaries with freedom, but freedom does not mean free for all. And yeah. that's the difference. Wow. And it's like you were just saying, part of God's boundaries in our world is gravity. Yes. What if gravity just disappeared? It would literally kill us. <laughs> like his, living outside of his boundaries kills us whether Every it's our, literally our bodies or our souls, or we, we're, we're, we die without his boundaries. That's exactly Girl, right. we could spend metaphors all day, <laughs> but I think it's because we, it's all around us and people miss it all the time. Like God's boundaries are literally all around us. And we don't look at it so clearly, like you just explained, like, yeah, I like the ocean to stay where it needs to stay. I like, yeah. the, I like the whales to live in the water and the sharks to stay there, please. Yes. I don't want the moon to fall on my face because the boundaries he's created, the nature he's created just rebels, you know, that's right. And yet that's we right. think we can rebel against his boundaries and be fine. We're fine. We're going to be good. Yeah. That's where free will becomes part of the most powerfully humbling part mm. that God gave us. Yeah. Um, because we do, we are not like the moon or the sun or the waves or even the angels and the demons. We are set so high mm. made in his image Wow! that we have the right and the ability to fully rebel. We are the only creation that hmm. can do that. Yeah. And that is phenomenal. And kind of going back to asking why I wrote the book was I came into adulthood, not having any boundaries. I knew nothing about boundaries. I was highly codependent, didn't know anything about codependency. Um, I love the Lord, but I wasn't living for him. And I really felt like I could do it without him. Yeah. And Proverbs says a foolish, foolish person will have a fill of themselves mm -hmm. and sister. I got a fill of myself. Mm -hmm. We've been there. And I made a lot of disastrous decisions and mistakes. And um, I mean, it's it's a 20 year plus long journey of me learning boundaries, understanding boundaries, and really God, I mean, pff, how funny for God to like launch me into kind of writing and all of that with boundaries. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's, it's the lesson, but it's the lessons he taught you and you recognize Yes, he's going to tell you to teach other people. Yes, because I was so terrible and I made so many mistakes. I have so much compassion mm. for 
others who are limping along in their relational journeys and their life journeys um, because they don't understand the rule of boundaries and that it's for your benefit, not to control you. And I think that, um, you know, going back to free will and Christ giving us freedom, he came and died that we have freedom. I mean, the Bible says all things are permissible. There is nothing a Christian cannot do, but is it beneficial? Yeah. And that is where wisdom comes into play and obedience. And what we need to learn is that what is beneficial Mm -hmm. for us is reined in by boundaries. Yeah. It's just like your body breaks down if you fuel it with things that it's not meant to consume you know, whether it's food food with lots of chemicals in it or just an excess of something that was once really, really, really hard to get. I tell my kids, I'm like, do you know how hard it was to get sugar a hundred years ago? Like (laughs) you had to get the sugar cane, you had to shuck it, you had to dry it out. I'm like one tablespoon of sugar would take you hours to get. I'm like, now we just buy as much as we want. I'm like, that's, and yet it's killing our bodies, but we don't recognize that that lack of understanding and those lack of boundaries can kill you. Even if the thing is, is what, what I think is hard for all of us in our, and we all have different vices and things that are more hidden. Maybe it's pride. That was my big thing. Um, I didn't even recognize that I was prideful. I was just super self-reliant and capable, you know, and God's like, and prideful. Um, and he had to just knock a whole bunch of pedestals I'd built for myself up. Um, and I put myself right on top of that pedestal boy. Cause I was called and I was gifted and I loved the Lord too. And he's like, do you though? And then he just said, okay, good. Whack. Do you love me unknown? Do you love me in the quiet? Do you love me in the destitute? How much do you love me? Do you love me? Not what I can give you, not what you can get from me, not what kind of blessings I send you. Do you love me? And uh, that's, that's a tough lesson. So I don't want to insult anybody's struggle, but I do feel like with the boundaries issue, we don't allow God to set the boundaries in our lives if it's not listed in the word. Like, well, it doesn't say I can't have this this, you know, triple macchiato 17 times a day. It doesn't say the word (laughs) macchiato anywhere in the Bible. And I'm like, oh, geez, if this is where we're at, you know, I'm, I'm being a little silly about it, but we are looking for specific modern culture words rather than the, the eternal truth of the gospel, which encompasses all that anyway, when we're talking about boundaries. And I feel like what you've approached in your book nails it all on the head because of it's the simple gospel. Not the easy gospel, like we were talking about. It's not the easy gospel. It's the simple gospel. We just don't like boundaries. Yeah. So how how, have you had pushback from this book? I'm curious if people have pushed back or do you feel like when they grab it, they know what they're getting into and they're happy to dive in. Um, So interestingly, I just published at the end of May. So I have not had pushback yet, though. I definitely expect there Mm -hmm. to be some. Um, I do have one review on Amazon right now that says, you know, I don't agree with everything she says in the book, but it's interesting perspective. And you know what? I love that. Yeah. Like, I feel like that opens the door to conversation that opens the door for like thinking things through. Mm -hmm. And 
So I'm excited that maybe I'm prompting thought, even if it's not agreeance. You know, I love that too, because if sometimes the breadcrumbs to the cross, they, they have to start with you being willing to follow them. They, you know, Jesus isn't a bully. He's not going to bully you to the cross. So whether it's a thought process, whether it's like, I've never thought of it that way. Let me see if I believe in that, whether no matter what that is, it's like raising your kids. You want them to think about Jesus. And when you think about Jesus, sometimes I'm going to be honest. I don't really like what he has to tell me. Like I don't, I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, I don't like this Lord. I don't, I don't want to love my neighbor. I don't want to lay down my life for so-and-so. I don't, I don't want to be hospitable. I don't, I don't want to tell the truth. Telling the truth is hard right now because it's so much easier to agree. But if you get people thinking, even if they're resistant, if it's the, if it's truly coming from the gospel, that is amazing. Like, I love that because it means, like you said, you've got them thinking someone actually said this the other day. He said, you know, when I was, when I was brought to the Lord, it was during what's called the, the Jesus movement of the seventies, um, him, not me. I was a baby. I was, I'm not quite that old. Not that he's old, but you know what I mean? I'm taking a little, little age off me. Um, I was born during that time, but he said everyone grew up having a mom or dad who at least knew church. You almost everybody had a Bible in their house. That's not how it is anymore. So he said, when I was coming to Jesus, it was a pretty easy jump into explaining, marrying what was in a Bible that they sort of knew about to the reality of Jesus. And that, no, this is alive, you know, explaining to them, not just what the Bible said, but what the Bible is and bringing them that last step. Right. He said, nowadays, all I want to do is leave people thinking. Yeah. And you have left people thinking. And he said, because they don't have a Bible at home, most likely most of them have not been to church. And if they have been to church, it's probably a church that's applesauce and milk. It's not necessarily something they're chewing on regularly and being challenged. He said, so I'm the chasm is so much wider now. He said, if I can just give them one step towards the cross, that's, that's a great day. And so for someone to take one step closer and even go, this is an interesting perspective. I don't know if I agree with it, but I'm going to wrestle with this a little bit. That's, that's a step towards the cross. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. And I I think that's so true. Um, What he said, you know, there's this, um, I mean, really Satan's best freaking strategy he ever had was getting us asleep on anime territory preach it like americans are asleep we're on enemy territory earth is not our home Mm -hmm. satan has full reign here we are we're on a mission we are in a battle here so like the fact that americans have gotten fat and tired and we're asleep and we're just Mm -hmm. like oh life is so hard in our air-conditioned houses (laughs) and you know in our our mini castles and boats that we've yes i didn't get the pottery barn, you know, whatever. And I mean, we've all been whiners. I get it, but yes, you guys, that's not the struggle. That's not the struggle. struggle Anyway, that's exactly right. And so that's what he's basically saying is like, you know, if I can just get them to begin to wake up to the fact that we're in a battle and that we are here on a mission, Hmm. I have now done better because they were asleep. Praise the Lord. And I I think that that is, 
that is exactly what, what Christians need to do. We need to wake up. We need to wake those up around us. We need to be saying, Hey, we're in a battle. Like you're getting taken down. Your family's getting taken down. Your legacy is getting taken down. You know, your grandchildren, every decision you make is going to play out into your grandchildren's lives. Like wake up. You got to wake up. Yeah. And I think, I think you nailed it when you said we're in a battle. We've always been in one, but, but for some reason we've created castles in the middle of a war zone. And because we've stayed in them with our little cushy lives, we are completely ignorant of the fact that outside of those doors is a bloodbath happening. And we've all just run into the castle to sit around and do nothing because it seems easier. But when we recognize that our own children could suffer an eternal death in hell. I mean, that is, that is something that even I cringe to think this is not, this isn't just comfort, discomfort. This isn't just, I'm liked, I'm not liked. This isn't just opinion, their opinion. This is life or death of the human soul. And, and I, and I, and our world will tell you a good God would never send you to hell. Well, sweet darling, he didn't send you to hell. That's right. He on the cross to bring you up with him. That's what he That's did. Right. But the enemy will convince you that God is not good. But, but I tell my boys only, only God can define goodness. Cause the Bible says God, only God is good. So, so just because we're changing the definitions of words <laughs> doesn't mean that the truth of the gospel isn't the truth of the gospel. And you having nine kids, I, I love that you said, essentially I'm paraphrasing, but that you, you were willing to break your body for Christ and to bring the, his, his kids into this world so that you could raise them to be warriors for Christ because the world needs it. I've heard someone else say that they said that they knew that God had asked them to have more children because he trusted her to mother them unto the Lord and to instill in them the holy fear of the Lord. And she said, that was the most humbling thing I've ever, I've ever even thought through. He trusts me like that's to, to know you have the trust of the Lord is, and is, should be immensely humbling, but also when you have the trust of the world, Lord, you have to be willing to listen to what he wants you to do rather than just sit back and think he's just going to give you an easy life. So when you, when you talk about boundaries, I know we talk about like relational boundaries, not letting people treat you this way or not engaging maybe with people who are going to lead you away. But there's also, I know in your testimony, boundaries with habits, boundaries with what you put in your mouth, boundaries with what you put in your eyes, boundaries with all of that. How do you feel asking God to draw the boundary lines either through his word or through personal relationship? How do you feel like that's changed your life? I'm a, I'm tearing up about that whole thing with the kids. That was a beautiful word. Well, Thank you. girl, <laughs> if God says for you, and this, I'll just speak this into your life. And if, if ladies, if you don't ever hear this, well, I've edited it out. I don't know, but you have to have the trust of Jesus Christ and the Holy creator of the universe to be given nine children. You need to receive that because mamas don't get enough. Like, I I know Jesus wants to hug you right now. He's like, Stephanie, I trust you with this generation. I trust you. To hear the words, I trust you, 
is this is the response you should have. I'm tearing up because <laughs> mamas need to hear that. If God trusts you, how, why would you ever want to forsake that by jumping his boundaries? Yeah. You have the trust of the almighty God. Mary had the trust of God, but so do other moms who are, who he says more, just love them more for me. I trust yes. you. I mean, that is like, that is like, I mean, I, I'm tearing up too. It's just like humbling is this, is, is not so even humbling. enough of a word to give it. Yes. It's, it's, it, it'll break you in a great way to be like, God, you trust me? Like, I don't want you. It doesn't make you seek more power. It makes you no. pull back and go, what do you want me to do? You trust me. Then what do you want me to do? Versus like, ha ha, you trust me. I'll do whatever I want. You know, it's <laughs> right. That's the world's version of it is that's but, right. But God's version is, is your response. That Holy I have Spirit a, will, will squeeze your heart, you know? Yes. Um, I have a story in my book actually, where I had taken my son um, well, three, three of my kids over to spend the night. Um, but my 14 year old is the one I'm talking about in particular. And there was this guy he had gotten in trouble with, um, mm -hmm. already over at this house. And I had asked the dad, you know, Hey, is that kid going to be around? And he was like, no, he's not allowed at my house anymore. Well, this was a couple of weeks later and my kids asked to spend the night and I get there and this kid is at the, the house and I'm pulling out of the driveway to leave my kids. And the Holy spirit immediately said, I gave him to you to protect him. Go get your son. And I tried to push it away and I tried, I kept oh. driving and I had to use the bathroom so badly. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe the Holy Spirit was like squeezing my bladder to make yeah, me like turn, around. turn around. Yeah. But I, oh. um, I got about five minutes down the road and I just, I couldn't like my palms were sweating. My body was having a physical response. The Holy Spirit was like, I gave him to you mm. to protect him. Amen. And so I turned around and I went back and he's my very money driven kid. Yeah. And so, um, which has its benefits. It has its yeah. benefits. And so I was kind of like, well, you know, what, what should I say? And the Holy Spirit was like, tell him you'll give him a hundred bucks. Oh. And so we, I pull him to, into the bathroom with me and I'm like, I'll give you a hundred bucks to go home with me. Now my authority stands with my children. I did not have to give him money. I could have gone in there and said, pack your stuff. We're leaving. Yep. They could hunt, you know, argued and fussed or whatever. And they still would have left with me because praise God. Yeah. My authority. Stands. Yeah. But this was a Holy spirit moment. Mm. And this was something set apart and totally different than just the average me doing a parenting thing. Yeah. And he said, are you serious? And I said, yeah, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And he was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and so we get in the car and, um, and I told him, I said, the Holy Spirit is why I'm back to pick you up. The Holy Spirit told me that I'm to protect you. And so when we get in the car and we're leaving, he said, what do you think would have happened? I said, I have no idea, but God does. God knows whatever was coming, you could not be here for it. Yeah. And so we get home and I gave him a hundred bucks 
And I know for him, anytime, if I ever have another moment, I'll be able to say to him, this is a hundred dollar moment. Yes. You cannot be here. Preach. And wow. That's he good. He will know what the, yes, mm-hmm. the, the importance and the weight of the situation. Wow. If that ever happens and comes across again. And, and it was, I mean, the Holy spirit just prompted my heart. You know, I gave him to you to protect him. And I think, um, the, the thing is, is moms, Mm. we aren't doing this alone. The Holy spirit is with us every single step of the way. And if you just will let, you know, Jesus, redeem you and forgive you and fill that part. And the Holy spirit comes in and just powerhouses you Wow! and will walk you every step through that parenting journey. Doesn't mean it'll be easy, but you have wisdom, kind of what you're talking about earlier. You have wisdom and knowledge that really isn't yours. And sometimes you say something that's brilliant and you're like, where did that Yes, that you was know, brilliant. You know, the Holy Spirit, you're like, dang, that was really good, you guys. That wasn't me. <laughs> yes, that was good. That was too good to be me. That's exactly right. And so, um, I think it's really important. But you have to have the boundaries set into place. You have yeah. to have the boundaries of obedience and and submission to the Holy Spirit and the heart of the Father. Yeah. Um. So that when He talks to you, you hear it and you know. And then you just, you just have to jump in and trust. You don't even have to understand it all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even going along with that, you know, when the Bible talks about, you know, don't lead your brother into temptation, um, you know, there may be things that you or I could read, maybe even God asks us to read it, or we're, we're researching a topic and, you know, whatever the reasons are, let's say we're reading a book and it's not like a bad book but it's got some heavy content there in there dealing with whatever. Um, but your kids shouldn't read that. And so right. let's say they come along, you know, they're even 18 and God's like, get the book out of the house. We have to be willing to on in the, because God has given them to us to steward, to raise, to protect, to do what is fitting for them. Even if we're mature enough to handle it. And I think some of us get kind of selfish because we, you know, I deserve this and I should have that. And I'm not a little kid. And and I get that. But it's like, if your child came into your bedroom and opened up all your drawers, because they're a little kid, is there anything in there that you really is not okay for them to find, then get rid of it, like, or hide it or put, or pray about it. Let's pray about it. And there's things I will not watch anymore. Not because my child ever watched them. I never let my boys watch them because it grieves my soul. It grieves my soul because I've allowed God to let him draw the boundaries, not my friends, not culture, not a podcast. I've like, God, you draw the boundaries in my life. And my husband and I were just talking about that. There's a show we both like it's it's, it hits all my buttons. It's smart. It's funny. It's got women in the lead. It's it's zippy. It's well-acted. It's so good. And it's not a Christian show. And I stopped watching it because they cussed all the time. And they were doing all stuff. And it wasn't even like what they were doing was terribly immoral. It just was grieving my soul. And I just was like, okay, I know that's the Lord because I could justify this away, but, but he's not letting me justify it away. And, and, and in that hundred dollar moment, like what a profound, weird thing for the Holy Spirit to ask you to do, but he knew your kid. He, yeah. The thing is, is, I forget, he knows them better than I do. And he loves That's them right. more than I do. 
And so there's going to be moments where we want to resist his wisdom because it makes no sense to us, but, but that is just proof positive that it makes perfect sense to him. And, and I, I, man, girl, a hundred bucks, a lot of money. I'm just going to, especially just not for a sleepover. No, but like you said, the Lord told you to do it. You obeyed and he gets it in a way he would never have fully understood before. Right. It's a shortcut to his heart is what that is actually. And that is cool. I That's love God. Exciting. God is just like the best. Like he is. we will never be the best parents without him. Like there's just no such uh-huh. thing, you know, now yeah, go for it. I was going to, well, I was going to say, going back to the show thing, talking yes. about, you know, we have freedom, but not a free for all. And Mm -hmm. that I think is, Mm -hmm. is kind of the boundary line of understanding your place with, with God is that you have freedom, but you don't have a free for all. Yeah. And, um, I had the same thing happen to me. I was watching a show. I got two episodes in and I mean, the Holy spirit was on me. I mean, like a mother, like me disciplining my own kids. Why are you watching this? Turn this off. This is terrible. This is not me. Like, wow, almost nagging me. And I got two episodes in and I turned it off and, and, um, I've never watched another episode. I won't watch it. And I've heard people, you know, even Christians just rave about it. And it's so the antithesis of the heart of God, um, that it's, it's sickening to me that, um, there's no conviction yeah. about watching this show. And I mean, there's a million shows out there that don't have the heart of the father. This one is the antithesis. Yeah. And it, wow. it is a wolf in sheep's clothing because it's it's a demented show in the guise of good. Yeah. And, and to me, it is such a, I felt honored that the Holy Spirit delivered me from feeding that into my heart and into my mind and into my life. And I don't know if spirits are even attached to that coming through into my home as it was playing, but, um, and people need to realize that when you've invited something in, you chose to invite it in. Yeah. It didn't knock down your door. Like you chose to invite it in, but that means, but, but you also have the authority to get it out. That's exactly right. Yeah. Get and to, taking that authority is I've so important. Stuff out. I'm like, Lord, whatever that, let's go away. Like, I didn't know, you know, God gives us grace, but not a free for all. That's right. You know, I mean, Paul says that, right? Like we have grace, but are we supposed to take advantage of it? Yeah. No, do not take advantage of the grace given to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where culture has like really uprooted the, um, the safe boundaries, basically going back to kind of your pastor um, example, it would be like cutting the fence line and, and opening that up. Well, you just remove the safety line yeah. to open it up. You know, if cattle gets out of that fence line, they're subject to predators yeah. and all sorts of stuff. So it's the same thing for Christianity. And when you when you allow the cultural free for all, yeah, um, that especially that is happening today, do whatever makes you happy. Well, if you're a believer, it's not about you. 
Never has been. Yeah. Never has been. Mm -hmm. This is about Jesus. And this is about building a kingdom for God. You have a place and a purpose and a service. You don't have you. Yeah. And like, I mean, if you look at the queen of England, she's in a, she is in a place and a purpose and a service. She has had to subdue herself for, you know, 70 years to remain the queen. And in service to her country. And so we too, as Christians have to submit in that same form and fashion. Yes, we can still look like ourselves. Yes, we can still remain intact, but our service and our purpose has something greater than ourselves that we have to be willing to submit to. Mm. And that's where boundaries really help us is because when you are willing to live within the boundaries you're submitting to safety. You're not submitting to something that's insecure. But wow. if you never acknowledge the boundary lines, if you never say, okay, I'm going to do this God's way, no matter what man is telling me, no matter what TV is telling me, no matter what even my church is telling me, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I know that God is telling me. And I'm going to do it on his terms, just like the moon, just like the sun, just like the ocean on his terms. Those are all his terms. Then we are able to move forward and he can trust you with more and more and more and more. And obedience becomes easier and easier. And then when you when you do something that is disobedience, you mourn that and then grace and mercy sweep in and wrap you up and take you, you know, like kind of fast forward you back to where you were supposed to be. And it's like this beautiful dance really. Yeah. Yeah. And repentance is such a huge part of that because we're, if we, if we bust through his boundaries, if we break his boundaries, if we grieve his spirit, it says we can grieve the spirit. Um, if we truly are repentant and we ask forgiveness and we, and we ourselves are ashamed of our sin and we offer that back to the Lord and say, please forgive me. And we mean it that the level of the level of forgiveness that God has for our shenanigans is beside comprehending. And I think that, that in some ways, that is the great lie that some people have believed is that they're unforgivable. That's right. Or, or they almost fear the, we were talking about this before we went on air is they fear the death of their old man. They fear yes. the unknown, you know, they're, you know, there are some people that, uh, you know, they, they're, they're like, I want to explore the world and I want to be an astronaut and I want to be this. And if I would live back, you know, I'd sail the seven seas and you know, whatever, when they're a kid. But if you take that into the spiritual realm and you say, well, I need this old man to die and I'm going to step into a whole other identity in Christ wait a second. Like that's too much mystery. Like, I don't want to live in mystery. I don't want to live in the unknown. Well, you just said you wanted to be an event. Well, I still sort of control that. Like I still choose where I go. Like, but, but don't, don't tell God to, to, to make me step into the mystery. The, the mystery. I just listened to someone whose wife had passed away from cancer. And he said, the, um, you cannot live in the presence of the Lord and not accept you will live in mystery. Yes. And oh, that's beautiful. Dang. Isn't that amazing? That's beautiful. But he learned that through death, watching someone he did dearly love die. He didn't learn that without pain. 
That's but right. he said, God is always good. I've seen him be good. He is good. He has done far and above on my, in my life than I could ever ask or think him to do. I owe him nothing. He, he, I mean, he owes me nothing. Sorry. I owe him everything. And right. I will choose to live in mystery rather than judge the unknown. But like what you're saying, those boundaries, honoring those boundaries that God has set in your heart, honoring those boundaries that God has told you to do as a parent, listening to him and giving your kid a hundred bucks. Sorry, ladies, that alone <laughs> will send me spinning all day. I'm like, dang, Lord, but you told me to get my kid a hundred bucks. I'm not sure I would think that was you. I'd be like, that's not the Lord. <laughs> that's not the Lord. And I don't know what that is. It's gotta be the Lord. Like who's going to give a kid a hundred bucks for no reason, but he knows that your child's heart will understand that for the rest of his life. And yes. you couldn't have possibly known that moment was, was going to echo throughout his life. And I'm just like, God is so he's beyond smart. Like we were like, he's so smart. Like he's, he's not even smart. He's not even wise. He's, he's our, his ways are above our ways. And for yes. us to us to want to live in that mystery of the Lord, that is truly the most uh, adventurous you could be on this earth is to live in the mystery and true relationship with Jesus, because, um, you don't ever know what he's going to tell you to do or how he's going to call you out or how he's going to humble you or what dreams he's going to put on hold or switch out for something, you know? And, and I think as humans, we want control and, and that means we want to control those boundaries all the way to hell, mind you, but still like if, if I, there's so many things I want to ask, but, but I'll ask this question. If you could travel back to your God loving, stubborn self at 16, 18, before you really came to understand all this, what would you want yourself to know to, to, if you could just say, I wish I could just, I know, I, I understand there's beauty in, in, in God molding us. And there's a beauty to, you don't want to undo your life, but if you could maybe fast track your kids or fast track someone who you're like, dude, you're just like I was 25 years ago. I know who you are. Cause you're me. What, it, what would you want them to know about the Lord and this journey? Um, I think probably, um, the mystery, what you were just talking about is one of the missing pieces because we want control out of fear. We, we all, almost all humans, we lead and live out of fear. Yeah. Um, so trusting God with our lives fully yeah. is um, tomfoolery. Like we're just not willing. No. And so I think if I could talk to my 16 year old self, um, I would tell her like dive into the mystery mm. And the adventure of God, and He will lead you in places that you will never struggle and want to kill yourself. Yeah. Because for me in particular, I struggled with suicidal tendencies my whole life. And, um, And I've always been a very adventurous spirit. I've always loved adventure. But for me, growing up, I grew up in the church. Um, God has always been very present in my life. Um, He has always spoken to me. I I grew up Baptist, so I didn't know about the Holy Spirit and the interaction and that it was God's voice that I was hearing. Mm -hmm. But um, 
I really, I didn't understand that I, I was not trustworthy to lead myself. Yeah. Me leading me always leads me into disaster. That's true of everybody. God, it just looks yes. a little different. Yeah. God leading me has been adventure upon adventure and it keeps me on my toes, but I've never once drowned in anything. Praise like Lord. even becoming a widow with five children and a company um, and homeschooling and sorry, my computer was going low <laughs> and all the things that I went through in that time. Yeah. I made it through day by day because God was so, it was my leader. Yeah. Had that been me trying to live through that on my own, I, I would not have survived it. I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made it past the first year. Mm. And um, I mean, it wasn't just like my husband died and I found out about it. I actually saw him oh. die. And I had an eight-month-old, a two-year-old, a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a 13-year-old that went into total chaos. Mm. So I would have never made it through that. Had I been the girl I was at 20, mm. she wouldn't have survived. Yeah. But because that girl had submitted to God, and I knew that, that God could bring me out of this. And I always tell people when they face death, there's a pinprick of light. There's a tiny pinprick in that valley of the shadow of death. Keep your eye on it because that's God there. Hmm. And so for me, going back and looking back at me as a 16-year-old, I was just so desperate to be loved. I needed to be loved and I didn't know how loved I was. Hmm. And so following that adventure and letting God be my love story wow. and my ride or die, that's what I would say to myself now. God is your ride or die. God is the love story. He's the pursuer of your heart. Follow his adventure and it will take you into the craziest of places, but you will always be a conqueror because he will never fail you. Wow. That is um, amazing. And uh, I think you should make a t-shirt. God is your ride or die. I literally thought that should be a t-shirt. I would buy that t-shirt. Well, it's just got to be bedazzled a little bit though. Like a rodeo shirt, you know, with a yes. buckle. The buckle. We should do rodeo buck, uh, uh, belt buckles. I'm not insulting people in rodeo. I just, I live in Montana. So I see, a, and, and I'm from Texas. I see a lot of buckles, people. And I'm like, God is your ride or die. I can just see it. it's like the best, like, but it's, and I'm not being, I'm not trying to be flipping about what you were saying. It's the truth. Like God didn't ask us to be half in or half and half out. You're all in or you're not in at all. And that is yep. the older you get, the more you realize it isn't worth it. There is nothing in this world that I give a hill of beans about more than my family and the Lord. And yes. if. And if it's, and even if it came down to those two, the Bible says, choose the Lord. And, and my, I tell my kids that I said, you know, it's hard to imagine mom's wrong. Cause I'm, it's like never happens, but if it does happen, you can still love me, but you've got to love God more. 
And I don't know what he's telling you. I don't know what he's asked, what his call on your life is. I mean, he's not going to change his word for you. He's not going to change it for me, but there is still that sweet, intimate relationship that I, I will never compare to. And if he's put a conviction in your heart or a dream in your heart, don't you let anybody talk you out of that? Because I don't, you don't answer to me. You answer to him. That's right. And I love, I, I mean, we need to have you back on because there's just the story of you raising your kids and losing your husband alone. And just, just, just God bringing you through that is such a powerful, it's just an excerpt in your biography, but just the powerful understanding of God's emotional provision, as well as his physical provision is something that I, I can't, I don't know what that's like in that respect. I lost my brother young and I lost my parents divorced and I lost my dad, um, for, for a while in my life, I had no contact with him. Um, so I know what, I know what it's like to be desperately alone and need somebody to love you for all that you are when nobody's there, but not with kids attached. Like that's a whole other level of God's goodness that I would love for you to share another time. But, um, Stephanie, oh my gosh, I just like, ladies, I'm sure you're listening. Like what? I don't want this to be over. You're just such a, just such a breath of fresh air and you're just Thank you. so true. And, uh, I know you've given, you'll give me all your information, ladies, of course, all, as always it's below, but was there anything else you wanted to share before we have to sign off? Um, I do want to say thank you. I've just had a blast being here with you. And I, yes, I look forward to coming back and oh. talking widowhood and um, just what God's revealed to me about death and um, beauty for ashes and mm. all of those things. But um, I mean, I guess I would love to leave on seek God first. Mm. And all these things will be added unto you. And, you know, his boundaries, um, you know, the whole premise of my book is that God established boundaries and they are biblical and never allow culture or relationships or your faith practices, which are the three main topics I kind of focus on in the book, um, sway you away from God's boundaries and his purpose, but let those boundaries propel you toward obedience to him and everything that you do. And, um, and it will be the adventure of your life. Yeah, man. And that's the thing, you know, ladies, I just want you to be encouraged. I don't know who's listening. If you're in high schools, I have high schoolers listen. I have college students listen. I have grandmas listen. I have everybody in between. But, but it's just like Monty Python said, you're not dead yet. And (laughs) you, you, you've got to live a life stepping through the veil of the known into the unknown. And it can feel very scary for those of us that have had extreme loss in our lives. And we don't want to lose anymore or for people who like control because control is comfortable. Like what God has said, it was, yeah, girl, you got nine kids. You got to have some sort of control. But I was just like, you know, Lord, I, I, 
it is scary to be the adventurer on the great on the great ocean it is scary to be the one who forges new territories it is not for the faint of heart but god didn't give us a spirit of fear and this is a time in history where the world is going to hell not just in a handbasket y'all but in every other car that's driving down the road it is it is just a rock heading for hell right now and that's not god's plan for us god is god we have the power you were talking about this. We, we have free will, but not, uh, not free for all. And as Christians, I believe if we toe the line and we step into the mystery of God, this culture can be turned around for Jesus Christ. Amen. He's already died on the cross guys. He doesn't need to come back a second time and die twice. He's not dying twice. Like, I mean, <laughs> he's coming back for us, but he's not coming to die again. That's, That's right. He, he's been given. We've been given authority. We have to take it, but boundaries are such an essential part of walking in the authority of Jesus Christ, because if he can't trust you, like we were talking about, you know, just being trusted by the Lord, if he can't trust you, he's not, he, he can't use you, but I, I never want to reach the end of my life and say, and, and hear God say, gosh, I wish I could have used you. That would have been swell, but I guess you got that trophy on your shelf. Like guys, I have trophies. I don't put on my shelf because it was, it was an idol to me to get those things. And when I got them, this is my personal journey. I'm not against trophies, but go for the gold, but like, I don't care. I heard a man, he'd won a gold medal in uh, the Olympics in the thirties, his granddaughter and daughter didn't even know. And they were digging out his attic when he was still alive. And they find this box. They're like, what's this? And he's like, oh, that's my gold medal from the Olympics. They're like, you want a gold medal? Wait, what? How do I not know you? And, and that's how little it meant to him. Because the journey was the most important part. His, his friends in that journey were the most important part. The legacy he left, he's a godly, godly man. He, he volunteered for his church every weekend. He, he loved kids. He loved the Lord. That was the most important thing because that gold medal is still in a box in someone's house. It did not go with him when he passed from this world. So if Stephanie, thank you so much for just encouraging us to stay in the boundaries of God so that we can be free. Uh, we can be free, but, but even more importantly, that he can trust us. Yes. He can trust, he can trust us. Girl, I could just like talk to you all day. I, just <laughs> love it. I love it. I hope, I hope and pray you come back. I would love if nothing else, please send us. I know your book is out. Any updates you want us to know? I do announcements before after ladies, you'll hear me announce any updates that Stephanie has. If she's going to be teaching somewhere, talking somewhere, if there's another podcast you happen to be on, please let us know. And in the meantime, be blessed. Um, I, they don't know me, your children, but, but be the, be man. I just love moms that love well. And I just admire that. And any advice you'd like to throw us, we'd love to have you back on for that as well. Um, I'm sure people are literally sitting at home going charity. Why didn't you ask her parenting advice? I need some help here. And she's got nine. Um, but, but we did, that's not what we were talking about today. So that's right. But that's another day. You should start a parenting con- podcast because you're refreshing and people love listening to what you have to say. So just, a, just as it's just a, in your spare time, I'm sure right. you, <laughs> when you're not going to school or being a cosmetologist or raising nine children or being a wife, when you've got that, you know, that extra time we've all got. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly oh. right. That's so funny. That was the amazing Stephanie Jordan. I just wanted to jump on here and say, thank you for listening and go to YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, strong Christian female. We have our icon there. Um, Sometimes when you search strong Christian female, it pulls up um, different 
videos of strong Christian women, which is great, but we actually have a channel called Strong Christian Female. So meet us over there on YouTube. Also the America Unchained Project. Sometimes people reach out to me for that. I actually do more and more interviews now on other podcasts. I'll be letting you know about that just so you guys can get a a feel of how to better protect your kids in your home, online, at school, um, just from vulnerabilities and victimization. But go check us out on YouTube. We have short form over there. We have the full interviews over there. And we love that people are finding us on that format as well. Have a blessed week. See her next time.